Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now John Foreman, and he played an extra in my company's movie, uh, 72. He played a V in that, and he's also an OnlyFans model. How you doing, John? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so glad to have you on. Um, I know I reached out to you, and uh, I mean, you did a really good Mm -hmm. job, you know, with the extra work, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have him on the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So the first question I got for you, how'd you get your start in modeling? All right. So this, this, it's kind of funny. So from the age of about 23 to 30, I, I had the same Facebook picture, same profile picture for seven years. I had my one and I loved it. And, you know, I just never wanted to change it. So COVID hits and I got really, 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 really bored. And um, I decided I'm going to just play around and I'm going to do some horror photo shoots just, Mm -hmm. you know, for the fun of it, whatever. And um, everybody was stuck at home during COVID and what else is there to do but be on social media. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, um, my reach just blew up out of nowhere. I mean, I would post horror photo shoots and they would get 300 likes, nice. 400 likes. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of became this thing of just playing around, you know, it was, it was what it was. And um, the one day one of my buddies reaches out and he's like, hey, you know, you should do like, actual modeling and he's a professional photographer so he was like hey let me do a photo shoot with you so we went to Ots, which is uh it's like a botanical plant store um but people do photo shoots there all the time it's a beautiful place so we're walking around and he's taking shots of me and i was so nervous i mean i was like almost shaking shy in front of a camera to the point where he had to start doing candids and afterwards we ended up you know, he edited them, we posted them and people were like, Hey, you should actually like do something with this. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Next thing I know, another photographer reaches out, another photographer reaches out, another one reaches out. And next thing I know, somebody was like, Hey, here's some money for doing a photo shoot with me. I'm like, okay, well maybe there's actually something here. You know, I don't really consider myself a model, but you know, you know i'm getting paid to do photos whatever next thing i know it became more and more serious until i started getting published in a bunch of magazines i'm actually in um a book it's about uh um you know mental illness addiction things like that basically people they do like a short story and then they end up doing a photo shoot that kind of relates to the short story about their life struggles they've been through that's going to be published um so my modeling kind of progressed on its own and became its own entity where i just kind of got asked to do things and i accepted it and some of those offers were actually really cool like being an extra in your movie yeah you know that was an awesome experience so -hmm. thank you absolutely um i know that uh you, you when we were talking on set you uh said you never really didn't you didn't do any acting you you wanted to kind of you know i guess feel it out so what made you decide to become like the you know to put your hat in the rain to be one of our quote unquote as we call them v's in 72 um well for one thing i absolutely love zombies i love them <laughs> um 
you you see how covered in tattoos I am. Um, yeah. My entire right sleeve is all zombie related. Nice. Um, I actually have one of the original Walking Dead um, zombies on my arm. Nice. And then both of my feet are um, dedicated to Living Dead. So I love zombies first off. Nice. Um, but also, um, I was in talks with an agency before to start doing commercials. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of in talks with somebody who is a producer for HBO. Now they can't hire me, but they're kind of helping me with doing auditions, even though their audition doesn't really matter. Obviously they can't, they can't hire me, give me the part, but they can recommend me. So I'm possibly going to take my modeling into acting and commercials. It's just, I need to find the right opportunities. Um, But there again, I love horror. I absolutely love it. So Mm -hmm. any horror opportunities I jump on. Nice. Absolutely. And uh, fun fact, I had on uh, Sonia Thompson. Um, I don't know if you know that name. She was one of the, I guess, original type of zombies who does multiple zombies in The Walking Dead. I had her on about a year ago on the show. I interviewed her. She was super nice. And uh, I'm going to Monster Mania uh, in not this weekend, but next weekend. And uh, and uh, John Bernthal, who played Shane, uh, just got announced. So the Punisher, right? Isn't he the Punisher yeah, too? Yep, the Punisher. Yep. That's gonna be super exciting to see all that. Um, so what was your experience like being a V for 72? Um it was it was fun. It was definitely fun. Um I'm big on seeing myself, so it was kind of nerve-wracking not knowing, you know, it's like a just just keep doing it. Hopefully you don't look silly, but you guys loved it, so I'm happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I know this is a question that I don't have on that I didn't have, but it's something related. Um, mm-hmm. that like ha- like you know how like you're using modeling to get into acting and but how mm-hmm. does like modeling differ from acting per se? Like how does how, how does one relate and how do they differ? I would say with modeling, um there's more room for error. Mm-hmm. Uh you know. Sometimes uh, photographers will give me every single photo back. They won't go through. And sometimes you have one eye open, one eye closed. You might be in the middle of talking. Um, With acting, all those things, basically, you're just, you're going straight through every single, you know, facial expression, every movement, every little detail. As, you know, a viewer, you might see something in a facial expression, things like that and interpret it as meaning to storyline you have to be mindful of every single thing you don't have the time to stop and pose take a picture get it right um it's definitely a little bit more nerve-wracking when you do acting Mm -hmm. but um i do a lot of themed photo shoots too okay oh my cat wants to join (laughs) (laughs) so cute yeah her name's mj um but um i do a lot of themes themed photo shoots too so mm-hmm. it, it kind of translates over pretty well okay nice um i know a lot of people say that act I and mean, that modeling is like super easy just pose in front of the camera but that really isn't the case because you, you gotta have the right look you gotta and not look like physical look but you gotta you know do the right facial expressions it's basically modeling yeah. with your body with your face you know with your posing. Yeah. so it it really isn't as easy as it seems 
And uh, yeah, the best models out there can actually convey an emotion, whether they feel it or not, mm -hmm. to you know make the photo actually have emotion. Anybody can stand in front of a camera and technically be a model. You know, mm -hmm. the model is what's you know it's the portrait. But mm -hmm. to really you know hone in on being a model, you got to be able to look sad. You got to look happy. You got you got to portray these emotions, and especially once you start getting the theme stuff. Um, I've done vampire, I've done zombies, like full on special effects. Mm -hmm. I've done uh, like a Dahmer-esque nice. 80s slasher serial killer. All of those, you don't want to just, you know, de deadpan, you know, mm -hmm. no facial expressions. You got you to kind of like become that person right. that you're trying to convey. You know? There is mm -hmm. there's a little bit of acting in themed shoots like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so Carl Miller, who is uh, a, the director of 72, he's also uh, the co-owner of Greystone Films, along with myself. Um, he uh, obviously directed your scene, of course. Um, so what was he like as a director? How was his direction? Oh, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, he, he really is. He's got a, a really good eye for directing and for cinematography like he really does. And I mean, it's funny how me and Carl met because uh, I was originally doing Samhain, or as most people pronounce it, Samhain. Um, we were doing that. That was our first movie. And Carl was just a, a production assistant. I had to talk him into really taking that role. I had to talk him into playing the role of Will. And he didn't really want to do it per se, um, but he did, I guess. But he, he just, it just was so much. And he had a kid like on the way at the time. Um, and he came on board and next thing you know, like he literally went from, you know, production assistant and a small role in the movie to being co 50, 50 co-owner of the company and, you know, directing his own movie with us. And it, it's, it's amazing. Like we became really good friends and, uh, you know, all because of one movie that we made just as something for fun that we thought would, would, you know, not really become anything anyways. And it didn't really become that much, but it, it did bring us a lot of connections. And, you know, I met a lot of great people and Carl being one of them. So, I mean, that's how it starts. Yeah. Networking and, you know, and especially with and that's what a lot of people are saying, like with the extras, we we didn't hire like, professional extras. We had everybody mm -hmm. that was an extra was from Schuylkill County or in the surrounding areas. So it brought our county together and, you know, people are like, like even on set, like we were filming at a park and some people were saying like, why are they filming a movie in Ashland bar? But it's like, because our Ashland, for those that don't know, is a town known for its drug usage and, you know, starting to, you know, the crime and all that. So like, when we're bringing this in, we're getting people to c come together as a community and have fun, bring entertainment, you know, something that's going to, you know, bring our community together and not do all that illegal drug activity and all that. So I think that yeah. that really worked out. Um, so going into modeling, did you start doing modeling so you could start on OnlyFans or how did your OnlyFans come about? So I definitely didn't plan on doing OnlyFans. Um <laughs> Like I was saying before, uh, COVID just, my social media accounts blew up. My and they got over 50,000 shares. So my reach got to the point where I started all the time. Hey, mm -hmm. you do modeling. Can I? And like it started to get like bigger and bigger. And at that point, I'm like, no, I don't really, you know, no, no, no. 
Right. Like, was like, you do realize you could monetize that, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not, I, you know, I'm comfortable with doing it. It doesn't really bother me. It's just not something that I thought would really have as much of a demand as it does. Mm-hmm. So the one day I was just like, you know what? I have one. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was even going to make money. Even though I was getting requests, I thought people were just, you know, messing with me and whatever. But um, I, I made an okay amount of money. Um, it was, it was definitely worth it. Um, it's definitely different than modeling. It's definitely definitely different than acting. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it gets into uh, pornographic, but mm-hmm. it's fun. You know, I, I yeah. really don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. And regarding like modeling, you said you do like horror based modeling and uh, all that. Um, I know you when we were talking on set, you said you do like action modeling. So what type of action type modeling do you do? I've done all types. I've done all types of um, modeling, to be honest with you. Um, Like I said, I did the horror. I've done fashion. I have done um, implied nudity. I've done nudity. Um, I get all kinds of requests. Photographers sometimes will reach out and they'll just be like, hey, you know, I have this idea to do whatever. Um, Actually, she's a really big... um, female model around here, Mimi Fulton. I'm going to be shooting with her, I believe this Sunday. We're going to both be covered in blood. Um, but she has a couple hundred thousand followers altogether um, on her social media accounts. That's, that's pretty big. Um, you know, sometimes I, I just, it kind of, it's all over the place. Like if I showed you um, some of my shoots, you'd be like, is that really still just you? Because they, they vary so much. I had um, I had a transgender photographer ask to do um, um, a shoot in a dress. I said yes. Mm-hmm. We went out to um, Sunflower Field and we did that. And then earlier in the day, I did basically a Kurt Cobain um, nice. style shoot I had on Doc Martens. I was smoking some cigarettes. It was very grungy, uh, very 90s. Um, I love Nirvana. My dad loved Nirvana. He raised me on Nirvana. So it was really cool to do that. You know, it's, it's nice. the 30th year anniversary this year too for Nevermind. So, nice. um, you know, I've, I've done all types of stuff. I've actually done um, some pornographic photo shoots too. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex-girlfriend was a full-time mo- model. She got paid. That was the only way she got paid. That okay. was her full-time job. So um, once they found out she had a boyfriend, They'd be like, hey, come to the shoots with her and we'll shoot both of you guys together. So, nice. uh, like I said, the shoots were all over the place. That, and that's awesome. I mean, that's that's a good way to get, you know, to, you know, expand your horizon, so to speak, expand yeah. your catalog. Because if you just stick to horror, then you're going to be kind of like typecasted into being a horror model. But if you do exactly. horror, you do, you know, pornographic, you do, you know, mm-hmm. all these different types of modeling it will it, it will expand your catalog and people will be like well i need a new i need a new model that you know but you know that's where they can call you you can do the new modeling or i need somebody that can do you know you know a bloody type of you know vampire whatever zombie whatever you know they can call you for that so exactly. it, it, it you 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 don't just type your typecast yourself into one setting 
you can yeah. expand yourself to all different horizons in the modeling industry. And that's how, you know, then you're just knowing, you're not known as that guy. You're known as all of that guy, you know, you do exactly. all of this stuff. Exactly. Absolutely. So um, I guess, uh, I, I mean, this is kind of self-explanatory, but uh, if someone would so, like to subscribe to your OnlyFans, what content would they find and how can they access your page if they want to subscribe? Well, uh some of the some of the photos are professionally done some of them are done by me um i do always give people the heads up you know some of it is just straight up pornographic um mm -hmm. there are some videos on there um i do warn people because i have had photographers um ask hey can i can i follow you on there just thinking you know it would be just the full array of all of my modeling pictures there i was there one of some, them i'll admit it <laughs> yeah 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 there's there's some people that um they're kind of like oh whoa all right that went further than i thought some people are happy with that some people aren't but that's why i always give the heads up um i guess when we're done here i'm gonna give you a couple links um okay. i do want to give you the link for david emery dme mm -hmm. optics He's the first person I ever did a photo shoot with. His okay. work is phenomenal. Um, he does weddings. He does all types of portraits, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to give you the link for my OnlyFans for them. Um, mm -hmm. Viewers. Um, what other links do I need to give you? Because it's the easiest way. I, I don't even actually know what my link is to say it on the audio, to right. be honest with you. Um, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I'll definitely get you that done. That makes sense. Yeah, um, th that'll be perfectly fine. And then I could just put that in the bio. I probably won't put the OnlyFans um, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, get, I'll get flagged. Actually, <laughs> hold on. Wait a second. So if anybody really wants to find it, I have a hidden gem on my Facebook. So in my bio on my Facebook is my OnlyFans link. I just remembered that. I got away okay. with it. They didn't ban me for it. So Perfect. if you want to find it, just go on my Facebook. It's John Foreman the fourth. So All right. that's awesome. Yeah, I, actually, I think that's how I came across it. Because I, I mean, I wanted to see kind of what because we were talking on set and I wanted to see what, you know, like modeling poses and all that you did that might not be on Facebook or because Facebook, you can only post so much and certain things aren't. Uh, you know good for that because you, you mm -hmm. facebook jail and heartbeat um but as most people know i am gay um and i mean so the point you warned me about the pornograph I'm like no that doesn't bother me at all like i mean i'm open-minded yeah, yeah. so I, I mean we're all humans so i'm open-minded with that exactly. um, and your, your pictures are are very good um all of them are like i mean the photo the photo shoots alone are freaking phenomenal so like anybody that is watching this that wants to see what john is up to um and uh, wants to actually, you know, you know, uh, hire him for modeling. Just hit him up because he's he's does good work. Thank you, thank you. Um, for the modeling, strictly the modeling, I would suggest going on my Instagram. It's the easiest way to see all of my modeling. All of those are professional pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see there all the array of different types of modeling I've done. Um, that would be Instagram.com with a slash, and then it's John Foreman the fourth. It's J O H N F O R M A N and then I V. So Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So Roman numeral, not the fourth, but Roman numeral the four. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's an, it's a lowercase I V actually. Okay. So it's yeah. the lowercase Roman numeral for four. 
So John yep. Foreman IV. Perfect. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, well, yep. you so you answered my last question, which was, you know, to promote your you know, social media and all that stuff. If you have anything else to promote, let me know. Um, do you have anything else? Uh mostly my Instagram and OnlyFans. Facebook is kind of, you know, I'm limited on what I can post these days. Mm -hmm. Uh funny enough, you know how I told you I went viral over yes. COVID? So um, they changed all of the, the company standards and I got 11 30 day bans back to back. I would be back for like a week and they'd be like, hey, remember eight years ago when you posted this meme wow. that wasn't even really that inappropriate? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't like that. So here's a 30 day ban. I'd be wow. back for like two weeks. They'd be like, remember six years ago, you were in a bad mood and you, you know, said the F word maybe too many times or something. Ban. I, I got a ban. Um, not recent. It was recently. It was right before we started filming. I think your scenes. Um, I got a ban for thirty days, and I and I'm also monetized on reels, and I could I I couldn't make any money on my reels. So my reels went from like maybe like five hundred, a little over a thousand views, and then I'm banned, not making money, and now my reels are making twenty thousand. 50,000, yep. 100,000 views. And then I yep. get unbanned and I'm making money again. And now I'm back to 500,000. Yep. They regulate, they regulate so much. I mean, I used to post modeling pictures and I would get three, 400 likes. I didn't lose that many followers. And now I get 80, maybe. And you know, it's not, I don't just do it for reactions on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. Like I actually have a passion for what I do, but it's yeah. just, it's frustrating because social media says, we don't shadow ban people. We don't, we don't mm -hmm. bottleneck views. We don't, we don't show favoritism. Yeah. But then if you say, if you say the wrong thing, it'll actually say your, your posts are being pushed to the bottom of everybody's newsfeed yeah. for the next two months or something like that. Yeah. They 100% do that. And it's really unfair for horror fans or horror creators because there's, there's a lot of bias versus blood even mm -hmm. if it's, you know, it's not really gory, it's just, you know, a regular horror, passionate, you know, creative yeah. thing that somebody creates, banned, too realistic, yeah. banned, yeah. weapon. Um, and you never know what's going to get hit with the ban either because yeah. sometimes you can get away with this, sometimes you can't get away with that. I lost my third TikTok. Every single time I start to get viral on TikTok, I got like 10,000 likes or something on two or three things that I posted. Now, compared to, you know, one and a half million, whatever, sometimes yeah. you'll see on people's reactions, it's not that much, but I started to gain momentum. I posted uh, a vampire shoot that I recently did where I was in a bathtub covered in blood. And, um, you know, I said fake blood, this is only for creative purposes, whatever. They still banned me. Third third TikTok, I'm done. I can't do TikTok ever again. I'm, I put too much effort into those three accounts just for them to gone yeah and that, that's the thing that you that you said passion because like i know for the reels i'm not going to be making money to live for the rest of my life that's why i have a full-time job like yep. i'm not gonna you know be making money the rest of my life you know that i'm gonna live comfortably doing reels i do reels because i enjoy doing them and if they become viral or if they become if they get a lot of views or if they make me a little bit of cash then that's great 
same thing with these interviews. These interviews do make me money. Um, I don't make enough to live. You know, obviously I need my full-time job, but it's, it, you know, it might be extra gas money or it might be extra, you know, whatever, like, you know, food, you know, food money, whatever that, you know, this little extra income for the month. It's not enough to live off of, but it's, it's you know, it does a little better. Now, obviously I don't make as much money now on my, uh, my audio platforms as I used to because uh they said, Oh, you've been make you made like over I think it was like ten thousand for the year. So now I'm gonna slap you off. So your ad your ad is now ended. We can give you another one in the next year or whatever. So okay, yep. so now I'm making money off my YouTube, whatever. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was making more money off the audio platforms than it was here, and now they completely wiped that away. Exactly. They just make it harder and harder to get bigger. They don't want people to get bigger, they want the people that were big yep. to stay big. And yeah. then I actually, um, I heard some really good advice or like, you know, somebody made a statement about, you know, how they're bottlenecking reach. If you are a creative, you are more inclined to actually pay to get your, your reach to be bigger on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. even Twitter. Now yeah. um, they have the option to actually buy reach where yeah. you're making the ads, things like that. So if, if the algorithms tell, like, can tell that you're a creative person, that you're trying to make a yeah. business out of your reach, things like that, you're trying to monetize your own reach, they're going to shadow ban you. Whether you know it or not, they're going to prevent as many people from seeing your stuff. And you're going to be like, what is wrong with my product? What is wrong with my pictures? What is wrong with what I'm producing? It's yeah. nothing to do with the creative. It has nothing to do with them. It has yeah. to do with... Facebook, Meta, wanting to make as much money as possible out of that person. Now, if you're a regular person, not trying to monetize anything, and you post a funny meme or, sorry, where circles go by. Um, if you post something funny and it's just like a random meme or something like that, yeah. you're not going to make money off of that. So next thing you know, that just completely blows up. And, you know, as a creative person, you might see it and be like, well, why did that blow up? That's silly. It didn't take any effort to make. And I'm putting my, you know, all my passion into this. Yeah. I just want anyone who's listening right now that might be frustrated to hear, it's not you. It's yeah. not you. It's not you. They are really trying to push out every nickel and dime they can get out of people because they know that eventually people are going to get desperate and they're going to buy reach. Yeah, absolutely. I have this, after this is over and everything, I'm going to send you um, a link to, to like my, my one video that, I, I have like two maybe videos total, but this one video mm -hmm. that went so freaking viral and it caught the, it's the Friday the 13th final girls video I made and it caught the attention of maybe six of the eight final girls that I did because I did the original eight. Mm -hmm. It caught, they, they shared it multiple times um over the years, different years, of course. And it has mm -hmm. like thousands and thousands of shares like hundreds of thousands of views like it's ridiculous i have to send it to you because it's really good i worked really hard on that video and i I was shocked when i put it on facebook that i got that many people that reacted to it like that like that it caught their eye well i thank you john so much for joining me this evening yeah thank you as well absolutely you have a great rest of your night buddy you too thank bye you. bye